Hello, and welcome back to a new episode of Project Tahiti. It's a magical place. I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and I'm joined by your other host, Jared. Hello. Hi. Chugging right along in season two here. This is the infamous or famous, I don't know, uh, May combat on May combat episode. <laughs> Lovingly titled Face My Enemy, which is we we have some issues with some titles, but you know, this one is this one's this one's pretty all right. <laughs> it is it feels like it could be a cheesy comic book. You know, story name or or like an episode of Get Smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it works. Right. Um, before we get into it, uh, we are a part of the But Why Though podcast community. So be sure to check them out on Twitter at But Why Though PC um, and their website, But Why Though Podcast.com. Lots of awesome content there, not just podcasts, lots of pieces on pop culture. Um, and we're super part super proud to be a part of their community <laughs> um we're super part of their super community. part of their community we're also proud. super proud <laughs> all right so um this is season two episode four face my enemy as as said um written by drew z greenberg which is a new name in the lineup and directed by kevin tantron which i'm assuming is he is related to marissa somehow also a new name in the lineup so Cool. <laughs> uh, original. I'm just happy it's not our other friend Paul Z. Um, I know he's probably coming up soon in another episode or two. But we like his work, but we don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that burden on me. Um, this episode originally aired October 14th, 2014. Um, and in the recap for this episode, um, we are reminded that Hydra and, um, by extension, Whitehall doesn't they don't know who's in charge of shield yet so they don't realize that colson's in charge so maybe that has some importance all right so the scene is set in miami which uh there's a church that was burned down and the single painting survived and it's from 500 years ago and it seems like a religious sign but oh look there's this the same weird alien writing on the back of it that Coulson and Garrett have been drawing or Garrett's no longer drawing it, but he did. Um, weird how that works. Um, now we're in South Beach, um, which is actually filmed in Long Beach because I recognize that strip of beach that I used <laughs> to run on all the time when I lived down there. <laughs> it's really funny how they always film stuff um, that's set in Miami and Long Beach, like CSI Miami is filmed there uh dexter was filmed there i recognize the church that was filmed <laughs> for this for this as well so it's it's pretty funny lots of filming in long beach anyway um hunter is flirting and kissing this girl um flirting with and kissing this girl sorry english is hard <laughs> Um, and um he as he's doing this obviously it's a spy a spy flirt or i forget what you call that honey pot i don't know um and he's stealing something out of her bag as he's doing this and sky rides by on a vespa and takes whatever he has taken out of her bag and she's wearing a helmet it's like they heard our complaints four years ago five years ago <laughs> from last week time <laughs> from last week time travel is real guys but yeah so she's wearing a helmet thank god and she looks great and you can tell she who she is 
<sighs> it's not that hard, guys. See, it's doable. Um, and they steal this, whatever it is, so that Mac, Coulson, and May can get um, into their undercover jobs uh, for this party. And it's like this, I guess it's like a fundraiser for this burn church and this painting is going to be displayed. So obviously they're there to check out the painting. Um, and Mac is playing the driver. And as he's opening the door for Coulson to get out, they start chatting about cars, which is really cute. And um, Mac wants to work on Lola and Coulson's like, still not letting you work on Lola. <laughs> so cute point of contention for them. And uh, May, as usual, is not happy in her undercover role. And Max, like, hey, good luck, sir, because <laughs> she's not happy. Uh, meanwhile, back at the playground, there's a lot of banter going on uh, between Hunter and the rest of the team. Uh, everyone is giving him a hard time because he makes it so easy for them. And this is becoming one of my favorite <laughs> favorite themes i don't know <laughs> runner like uh, running like joke yeah, yeah there thank you wow right yeah so hunter just like thinks he's like hot stuff and everyone loves to tear him down for it and he doesn't seem to get it uh and it's and it's great meanwhile um colson and may are on comms and so colson is talking to sky and sky hears laughing in the background and it's may who's laughing and she's like oh my god is everything okay is she okay and Colson's like, yeah, it's just May. And it's supposed to be a joke about how they've never heard her talk so much or heard her laugh. And it's funny. I think I thought it was funnier the first time I saw it. I was just kind of like, oh, huh, that's that's funny. <laughs> this time. <laughs> I don't know. Um Back at the party, Colson and May are, you know, they're they're maintaining their covers and Colson's like, all right, let's go dance. And she's like, man. And they're actually very good. Um, but they're very good because they took a ballroom dancing class at the Shield Academy, because of course they would, um, because every spy must know how to ballroom dance. You never know. And um, while they're dancing, uh, they're surveying the scene, checking out the cameras, the security guards, and they're reminiscing about the good old days, or at least Coulson is. May's like, mm, I like to be firm in reality. Um, speaking of being firm in reality, Coulson wants to talk about a contingency plan in case he goes nuts. And this whole time, they're off calm so that they can talk about this. And May doesn't want to talk about it. Um, and look, they don't have to talk about it because Talbot's there. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and Coulson does something kind of unexpected. And he goes directly up to him and confronts him. And Talbot is he's asking Talbot, you know, like, thank you for maintaining my cover so far. Um, you know, please don't blow it. And Talbot's like, look, I won't interfere unless I feel like I need to. Um, which is very uncharacteristic. Hmm. Um yeah. <laughs> he was just in general, like in general, he wasn't quite as gruff and as like angry uh as I uh, I described in a previous episode. He's not the uh general from The Simpsons who describes uh being uh, a situation as being so angry when he wants to tear you up like Kleenex at a snot party. Yeah. Like, he doesn't seem like that guy. He's still, he's still, it's not like a crazy, like out of character moment, but just in general, he doesn't quite seem like his usual, hey, what's your problem? <laughs> like sort of, sort of attitude. Yeah. His basic default, it seems like at this point. Yeah. And I mean, like, to be fair, he's drinking. I don't know. Um, I, mm, I wonder if there's something weird going on here. 
Um, yeah, no, he's drinking. He's, he's at a party too, yeah. and it's not. And like, even though he's still, you know, military, you know, a big wig, muckety muck guy, like he's not in a situation where like he's not surrounded by his soldiers. Like, there's no one who has to follow his orders. Like, there there could be uh, all sorts of reasons for why he's acting different, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, meanwhile, back at the playground, Hunter, Mac, Trip, and Sky are bonding. Um, and Hunter, of course, starts talking about his ex-wife, and Matt rolls his eyes, so he clearly knows this story. Um, Hunter's really obsessed with his ex-wife. Um, hmm. <laughs> I wonder if there's any significance there. Um, yeah, that, that's it's definitely been building. Yeah, throughout this season, yeah. like the the amount of times he mentions his ex-wife. Yeah, uh, we should have done a, a count. We could have had a drinking game for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Fitz is watching this all happen and he's feeling very left out. And so he's talking to Head Simmons about how he feels left out. She's like, go join in. And he's like, no. Oh, sorry, my cat is meowing. Hopefully my mic didn't pick that up. Um, but not pooping. So that's good, at least for now. Um, so back at the party... Um, May is trying to get the attention of the guy who's throwing the party, Mr. Soto. And she, her, her undercover is like ridiculous. Like she's so over the top, like, like floozy philanthropist, like, like flirting with him. It's a really weird, it's weird to watch as her as Agent May, but I just love Ming-Na at, doing all these different types of people um when she played when she plays agent may it's great yeah and agent may i think because of the ballroom uh classes because of the things because of her skill set and because of her espionage role as, as opposed to scientist role you know like like we've made a point i think uh, on the show uh, we've noticed and they've made a point of showing us as viewers that like uh, Fitz and Simmons not suited for undercover work. So when they do it, it's especially funny because they're like, they're just playing. Yeah. Basically. And some of them are not good liars or not good at deception. And May is, is good at all of this. <laughs> like she's great at it. So it, so you get to see like the full range of her acting. Whereas like it's, it's a really subtle thing. I think when somebody, when it, you have to be a really good actor to play someone acting badly and not have it come off like really bad. Yeah over-the-top cheesy, and I think she could do that, because I think Ming-Na's amazing, but like, she doesn't have to in this, because just like Ward, I think, like, she's that Jane Bond type, like, when she's in deep cover, we're supposed to buy it. Yeah. Although, you know, Coulson is supposed to be a good agent, I feel like that's not, it wasn't his skill set. No. <laughs> Honestly, like, they played that part pretty well, like, they still played him as kind of, like, this goofy, like, you know, husband, partner, and I love how she's like, oh, we're modern, don't worry. <laughs> like, when she's like, is that your husband? Um and just like how she's like, oh, honey, like, just take the picture. Like, this happens every time. She's just, it's, it's almost reminiscent of like their real relationship where she's always like kind of on him, but not on him, but it's in like a different tone. Um, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed this a lot. <laughs> um, and the whole reason they're doing this whole banter is to get retinal scans of Mr. Soto so they can go and steal the painting since Talbot is there. Um, they have to escalate their mission. Um, they were going to wait and they're going to wait no longer. And so they get in the elevator and Coulson's like, you know, I really like that dress. And it's so funny how like May seems pretty 
indifferent to him. Like Colson's trying to reminisce and almost try to like he's trying to have like a like social time with her and like enjoy their time pretty much alone. Um, as like veteran agents, you know, not being leaders of the team, and she's just like. I'm on a mission. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> like, and it's so funny. Um, anyway, so they come they come to the room where the painting supposedly is, and there's laser grids, which seems like a really cliche spy thing. And so Colson's getting ready to like have to like maneuver through the lasers, and May just like walks right through them, and she's like, "They already know we're here," which um, kind of throws that trope of the the spies walking through laser grids and on on its on its head i'm really bad at sayings <laughs> today i'm so sorry <laughs> I, I think we're still like you're making sense i think it's just like with your at at thing yeah. you get you get a little uh in your head about it i do <laughs> i like overthink what i'm talking uh sometimes i don't know um I have this problem where I like already know what I'm going to say like 10 minutes from now or like I'm like way ahead of myself in my head, but I'm, my mouth isn't quite there. And so like weird things come out of my mouth. I don't know. I don't know if that happens to anyone else. Um, if you do, hopefully you can sympathize. I, I think I, I, think I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, they are looking for this painting and it turns out Talbot already took the painting. Sky finds out that there was like a government acquisition of this painting. And apparently he's working with Hydra. Like what is happening? Something's not right here. Um, so Colson and May have to escape. Um, and so they get outside and uh, Talbot's outside in his car and he walks out and he tries to make a deal. And he's like, look, we can we can work together. Um, it's no problem. And he seems really odd and too subdued. And Colson and May are immediately suspicious. Um, he's like, let's meet up. I'll let you look at this painting. And he leaves. And so May goes after him um, because obviously something's up. Um, so May is sneaking up um, on Talbot at his hotel. She barely opens the door and she gets a glimpse of Agent 33. Um, and there's like files that she's looking at and Coulson and May are in those files. And um, Talbot is in there, but he's not Talbot. It's actually Mr. Bakshi. And so they have a scuffle and um, they end up tasering her and she gets knocked out. And then Agent 33 uses the same tech that Bakshi was using to look like Talbot to steal May's face, um, which I think I mentioned in our Winter Soldier episode. I think it's the same tech that Black Widow was using to pose as the British whatever on the world security council that episode from a couple weeks ago you called it and i wasn't sure because it has a permanent effect you know yeah for for the rest of this episode (laughs) if you're watching this episode and haven't seen this episode i don't understand how it would work (laughs) uh if you're listening to this um i apologize if i ruined it for anyone but yeah i i second guessed you but even as right as we were like segueing out of the next topic, I was like, but wait, that makes sense. That sounds right. I'm like, I don't know. Because you were totally right. Like, yeah, this is the same tech Black Widow uses. It's like a mesh face mask thing. Yeah. And they're able to like duplicate their voices and everything. It's it's creepy. So, yeah, she steals May's face and she puts her clothes on um, because they need to get Coulson to come. 
um, because I think they figured out that Coulson is the leader and um, May is the only one who he trusts enough to actually get him back to the hotel. So creepy. Um, And poor May is knocked out on the floor in her slip. Um, She looks very nice, but (laughs) this sucks. Um, Meanwhile, back at the playground, Fitz is alone in the garage talking to Head Simmons. Um, And he's complaining about how, you know, this is supposed to be their lab, but they moved their lab. And Simmons is like, well, our lab is so much better now. And he's like, yeah, but they didn't ask me. No one cares what I think. I'm upset. Um, He doesn't feel like he has anything in common with anyone. And he has, you know, like is he wants to talk, but he's still having a hard time communicating. And he says even Ward is more valuable than me, which is so heartbreaking. And it's it's sad because this feels like a super like pity moment for him. Like obviously he can communicate with Simmons just fine in his head. He just like has trouble physically speaking. And like, he just feels like so low. Like he's like, I legit, this is legit depression. (laughs) Like he feels terrible about himself and thinks that no one cares about him and no one likes him and he has no friends. Um, and he feels like Ward is more important to the team than he is, which is awful. Uh, it's really sad and hard to watch. Um, meanwhile, uh, 33 May walks by and is like, where's Coulson? And to uh, further uh, make Fitz feel less important, he's like, oh, you know, over there, like she doesn't even say hi or care that he's standing there, even though it's not really May, but what does Fitz know? You know, meanwhile, um, May plants this device on the bus as she's walking in and she goes to Coulson and convinces him that Talbot is actually legit. Um, and then she should go with him and she'll be his backup. And so they leave. Um, and then they're in the car and Coulson's, you know, chatting, being Coulson. And he tries to ask her about their other contingency plan And it's very clear that 33 May has no idea what he's talking about because she's just like, yes, um, I'll do whatever it takes, you know, and Coulson knows at this point that that's not May. Um, His spy sense is so good. Like, why would you why would you think like this woman that looks exactly like May wouldn't be May for whatever reason or. I do feel like you're right, but I feel like if anyone like in addition to being a good spy, yes, he's shown time and again on the show. It's what he's good at. Yeah. You know, he's good at the spy stuff. Leadership and spy stuff are Coulson's strong suit. Yeah. But I think that uh, if anyone was going to be able to tell a difference, it's him. Yeah. It's like he's the one person. Like, I even, I don't know. Yeah. Like, they just, they, they know each other very, very well. Yeah. Two of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, meanwhile, back on the bus, the device that 33 May planted is causing all the systems to go haywire. It effectively locks everybody inside the bus and they can't get out. And each system is going down one by one until the bus is going to explode, of course. So very high stakes here. So Fitz has to try to fix it. Um, at the hotel, Colson and May are walking up to Talbot's hotel room and he's he's smart. So he's like, you know, after this is all over... Let's, you know, do what we said we were going to do a long time ago and go get a cup of coffee. Um, would you do that? And she's like, yeah, of course. And Colson's like, May hates coffee. And he just punches her right in the face and she goes flying. <laughs> so obviously he knows this is not May, um, which is great. This, And I always I think about this moment like when they're filming it because that was actually Ming-Na playing that May. Like he had to punch her like – 
and like just the stunt work. Yeah, you do, you do at least stage punch. Yeah, which is yeah, kind of which... amazing and fun. I imagine this episode was very fun to film for them. Um, so May is tied up in the hotel room and Bakshi is like, you know, doing his whole hydro, oh, you will comply thing and tries to torture her. And um, she, Bakshi hears this commotion in the hallway and May gets loose and she like, like slams the chair over that she was sitting in and tied to over the counter and then charges at Bakshi. She's just like so rage filled. It's crazy. Like, I love seeing her like this. Um, And then May gets outside and May sees 33 May and is like, what the fuck? And so they start fighting and Coulson says this line of, I can't believe I'm the only one seeing this right now, (laughs) which is just so self-aware and great. Um, Bakshi, uh, meanwhile, runs out of the room and down the hallway with the painting. And so Coulson chases him and he catches up to him and he ices him, but he, uh, Bakshi calls Hydra reinforcements. So they have very little time to get away now. Um, meanwhile, the May battle is continuing with, is a very long sequence of, of scenes of them fighting. And it's really badass. like, just just an excellent fight scene these you know i don't know who is playing the other may when they were filming this but uh whoever the stunt person was is fantastic um yeah i I thought the same thing but like i was trying to notice and sure they do all stunt stuff whether it's tv or movies you know they're efficient and that there's a lot especially with people with long hair yeah that hair is covering people's faces in those sequences I just thought, like, you can't tell which one's her regular stunt double and which one's Ming Nan, which one's the other people. Yeah. Because it was just perfect. Yeah, it was really well done. I, 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 wait, I do wonder, because she does a lot of her own stunts, if some of those weren't just her and her regular stunt double. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, that's interesting. I know. I was trying to figure it out when I was watching this too, and I like couldn't. I was like, this is, it's, it was like too fast, and a lot of it was like really like, I was like, okay, I don't think that Ming Na would do that stunt because it was like a backflip over the coffee table and then slamming the other May's head and, into the. And the times they did have their faces both in, in shot a couple of times, like in really close proximity, like where it was Patty Duke split screen technology. Yeah. Some of them were like diagonal shots, some of them were right down the middle, but. Either way, like everything was just done so smooth and so good. It was it was really a great sequence of uh, of like trash talking and fight scenes. Yeah, like it was it was it was really well done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so back on the bus, um, Fitz is using Hunter to fix the bus because he's not only has a hard time with his speaking, he has a hard time with his hands. So Hunter has to be his hands, and basically he's like, "Look, everyone else." has their jobs because they know how to fix things. And Hunter, you have no technological skills whatsoever. So I need to use you as um, a tool, (laughs) which is pretty funny. So they figure it out. They fix the bus and everything's fine. And then they high five. Hunter goes to high five Fitz and Fitz seems like a little surprised by it. And it's really sweet because he's like one of the team now. It's what what he wanted. Um, Back at the hotel, um, the fight ends by May electrocuting 33 May's face and so she has this burn through like the May face that she's wearing and everyone that was the spoiler that I yeah yep (laughs) but yeah so that I think that that um whatever the electricity they put through there like made it so the mask like fuses to her face I think that's what happens we'll find out in the next couple couple episodes we'll find out what happens because this comes back um yes yeah so everyone's knocked out they all run away 
or at least, I mean, Coulson and, and May run away with the painting and the Hydra reinforcements show up and see that everyone is knocked out on the floor and the balcony door is open and they are gone and they are too late. <laughs> um, back at the playground, um, Mac and Fitz are chatting and Hunter walks in and he has beers and he's like, come on, everybody, we're celebrating a mission gone well. And he insists that Fitz joins them and Fitz kind of resists at first. And he's like, he, t- he finally takes the beer and he sits down and he just starts like ch- talking. He's like, well, I don't have an ex, but I told this girl how I feel and she doesn't feel the same way. And then she left and it just like all spills out. And just really cute because it's like that's all that they've been talking about is Hunter and his ex and like their relationships and all that kind of stuff. And it's just it's a really cute way that Fitz is like, OK, this is my story. There it is. Out on all out in the open. <laughs> and everyone. <laughs> and Hunter's response, like it was so sweet. Like I, I remembered it from my first watch through when I, when I uh, went back and watched everything. But that but like it was. uh it was just even more sweet rewatching. I think this time, like he immediately was like, "Well, I, you know, her loss as near as I could tell." Like he was just like really nice, and it wasn't like laying it on too thick. It wasn't like you're the best guy in the world. Everyone's hero. You're my best friend. Yeah. Like, it, was, it felt like he was just really genuine. Yeah, like, he was just like, "Oh man," he's like, like "That sucks, man." <laughs> like, 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 well, her her loss. Like he was just. It seemed like he was being a really genuine guy who was trying to reach out to him, and it's the first time we've seen someone other than Mac this season be able to do that successfully yeah and when, he, when he really needs it and it's just it's, it was it was a super sweet bonding moment for the three of them i know and then he does the toast of to moving on um and fitz kind of joins in with that and so we're <laughs> which is funny because neither of them no, <laughs> are not... at all moving on <laughs> nope. i was just gonna say that i'm glad you said that yep <laughs> Neither of them know how to move on, as we will find out <laughs> very soon. Oh, man. Um, so uh, Colson and Mayor in Colson's office talking to Talbot on Skype. Um, I say Skype, but it's just like the, sh- the big giant screen that Talbot can bluster and, and you know, be Talbot all he wants. Very large. Um, and they're telling Talbot that he was being impersonated. <laughs> Talbot's like, like... And he's like, really? Like over a painting and you guys didn't figure out it wasn't me? Like it's and then he's like, Oh, let's keep you on the line so I can, you know, like trace this call and figure out where you are. And Colson just hangs up on him and he's like, Some people are better in small doses, which is too accurate for this person. Um we find out that the carvings on the painting are new. They're not 500 years old like they suspected they were. So there's another carver out there somewhere. Um, and Colson wants to talk about the contingency plan again because he has May alone. He's like, look, we have to talk about this. And May's like, all right, let's talk about it. And she pulls out a bag and throws it on the table. And she's like, I already have a plan. Passports, tickets, and a cabin in the Australian outback. I will never shoot you in the head. This is the plan. I will take care of you, which is like and even Colson is like, this is the sweetest thing that anyone has ever said or done for me, but I can't accept it. Like, we need to deal with reality. Like, he totally twists the conversation on her that they were having before when they were dancing about, like, reminiscing and, like, the good old days. It's like, no, this is reality. Like, I don't want to go crazy like Garrett did. Like, I need someone to do this for me. I need someone to put me down if and do what it t- – and be the person that ha- can do what it takes. And that's you. And whew, it's this scene was just, 
it's so good because May and Colson have this. I mean, they've they already had this relationship that was really close, but I just love seeing this kind of intimacy between them of like loyalty and like love and it's not even like romantic love necessarily yet. It's just like pure like love for each other and taking care of each other and it's it's great. I'm I'm glad we're going to get more of this. <laughs> um, very well well acted of course by both of them as well. Just yeah. great great scene and it was like a two emotional punches one right after the other. I know. I know. Um, and the end scene is Raina sees the newspaper with the painting that has writing on it. And she's like on the phone, like I need to get to Miami right now. And she gets in the car. Oh, and there's already someone in the car. I don't understand scenes like this because like, obviously like the car windows are not tinted. We can see that. Like you can see if someone's in the car, like why would you get in the car? <laughs> but whatever. It's like every show or movie where they go three feet to the left and then like, they, they put their backs to people and talk at totally normal, audible levels and are like, can you believe this? And it's like kept a secret. Like, yeah. They, they, don't, they don't overhear them somehow, even though you absolutely would hear them <laughs> unless somebody had a hearing uh, you know, issue, which is possible, but it's like, it's weird. That you never mentioned that everybody on every show ever has you know, hearing impairment. I know. It's- no, no, I, 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 I'm totally with you on the, the tinted windows. All they would need to do is make her have tinted windows. Yeah. And it would make perfect sense. It, it's super easy and it makes sense for the character even, I think. I think too, because this um, this episode was written and directed by men, um, a woman would not go up to her car and not like survey the scene before just getting in her car. Like women are more aware of their surroundings than that in public places. Sorry, that's just reality. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so um, Whitehall is who is in the car and um, she tries her usual charms and they do not work on her or on him. Um, and he is, I, I mean, we've seen how ridiculous and kind of like pontificating he is, but he's actually pretty scary. He's like gross and terrible. He wants her to bring the obelisk to him within 48 hours, or he will basically carve her up. He starts telling Reyna how he kept a woman, he did surgery on a woman for a week, and he tried to keep her awake the entire time, which is disgusting and awful. And so he puts this little tracker on Raina so he can find her wherever she is. And she is shaken. Like, it's it's gross. This dude is is disgusting. And he is our villain for this season. Yay. <laughs> um, so, and that's the episode. Um, I felt like this was kind of a weird episode because it there's really important stuff in there, but the stakes don't seem really high. It's just a lot of good, like character moments and team building. And then obviously the stuff at the very end with Whitehall is ups the stakes a little bit, but um, I don't know. What do you, what did you think? It's a good one. And it does feel like, it's not like a filler episode at all, No, but uh, I don't know. It, it, it was one that was like needed to get certain things like put together i don't know i don't know how to describe this describe it but it was like it was necessary to get from point a to point b first a couple things we have a few more layers of mystery peeled back a little bit and we also get more questions raised like, I, I, I don't know it's a it's a good one and it feels like it does have a lot of setup without feeling like it's just expositions. I, I feel like it's a solid episode. Yeah, I agree. I enjoyed it a lot. I just was like trying to like, 
I didn't, it felt like it was an episode where you can like take a breath. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't so stressful the entire time, like weird mysteries being unveiled and like tense moments. Like it just felt like easy. And that's, you know what I mean? I think somehow it felt like the episodes in season, in the first half of season one, before we had the Hydra fall and everything mm-hmm. and the fall shield, I feel like it, where it wasn't so much that there were no high stakes, like you say, it's just, it felt like, it felt like everything was more contained and it felt like it was just like a, like a, like a James Bond-esque espionage, you know, spy adventure, like in one episode rather than a part of this ongoing crazy serialized saga that's become very obvious that it's always been. And, and it still is a part of that. It just doesn't feel like it's primarily about that. And I think that, um, that's an advantage of the show that it's able to kind of find a balance over time. Yeah. And I think it does sense. pretty well. Uh, uh, we'll get to a point where I think that they're really balanced at making things feel like they're either a chapter in a specific arc or part of the overall story or both or standalone. Like I think that, that they've gotten pretty adept at, at doing that as they become a, a team of writers, producers and directors. But uh, and, and actors as well, I'm sure, like like the, their familiarity. But uh, I don't know. I, I, did, I think it was a weird. It was a weird episode because it did feel like like it was doing some heavy lifting in retrospect. Like 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 stuff happened that needed to happen. Characters got to certain spots, but it was uh, it still felt satisfying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It just feels weird because I think we've gotten used, especially because like this is the the beginning. Like we had like a very dramatic um, two part um, premiere essentially, and then um, I feel like there was a lot of stress <laughs> in the first couple episodes, and now I feel like we're able to be like, okay, let's relax. This is the new team that we're working with. Um, you know, these are the new things that we need to figure out, and it just felt. Like, like I said, like it was, you were able to take a breath and I was like, not used to that after the last, maybe like six episodes, including episodes from season one. So um, maybe that's why it felt weird to me. I don't know. (laughs) Um, I think that's, that's, that's really solid. Yeah, (laughs) it's possible. Um, I wanted to talk about Fitz and Hunter because I had completely forgotten that they had some kind of connection. Um, I was so focused in remembering on Fitz and Mac and their relationship that it made me really happy to see this scene between him and Hunter. And I had completely forgotten about it. And I'm this like over the moon <laughs> happy. Mac is like, uh, you know, almost a father figure to everybody. <laughs> like other than Colson and, and May, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, really. Yeah. But I feel like, he uh, he also like specifically with, in addition to being a friend and, and a somewhat of a father figure to Fitz, I think he also just like almost like functionally is like a you know a rehab therapist, you know. Mm-hmm. It, whereas the only role that Hunter is playing in this is being a new friend, and yeah. it's really nice. It's really nice. Like it's nice to see someone come in who didn't know him before and who's missed out on some of his worst uh, hurdles you know, in public yeah. you know, issues. So it's someone who's looking at him, I think with fresh eyes and not with any judgment and who can, maybe it's easier for Fitz to open up to these two guys than it is all the people who knew him before. Yeah. That's very possible. It's like a new start for him. Um, it's just nice. And um, I'm going to 
announce spoiler time because I want to talk about a scene in another season. Um, so spoiler, spoiler section time officially. Um, so this reminds me of when they bring Hunter back in, is it season four or season five? It's season five when um, Fitz like is writing into that magazine or something from jail from prison uh-huh. and Hunter figures out that Hunt, he needs to come help like uh, rescue him. It was through like footballer yeah. stuff, right? Like we're, yeah. Like he was writing things that would like make Hunter upset about, about <laughs> soccer. Yeah. Um, and I like had kind of forgotten that they had this friendship. I think um, it was just so nice to see Hunter in season five again, after he like leaves the show that I I was focused on that, but that just reminded me of that, that they did have a relationship and they were friends and it's really sweet to see the genesis of that. Um, So yay, (laughs) more to come. Do you have comics connections? There are none. There are no (laughs) comics connections that are new. We have characters who were pre-existing comics like like Lance Hunter, I've talked about before, Mm -hmm. but we've got one next episode. It's been teased since (laughs) the first appearance of Lance Hunter. I'll talk all about, uh, and that'll be a weird one. But no, the only thing that came to mind that was not a comics connection, the only thing that came to mind at all was we were introduced to somebody this episode at the auction. Uh, What was his name? Uh, Gabriel Soto, mm-hmm. uh, he's the, the uh, wealthy philanthropist who was putting on this uh, this fundraiser, uh, and I thought, man, well, like wealthy dude fundraiser, <gasps> this is an opportunity for Lloyd Rathman. I'm not saying they shouldn't have used Gabriel Soto. I'm, I'm glad that they introduced, you know, uh, even if it's a one-off character, an opportunity for a Latin American actor to get a job. You know, I'm very pleased this is happening. But at the same time, why couldn't? He also have been participating at the fundraiser. Let's get some some Rathman in there. Lloyd Rathman could have been there and oh. missed opportunity for Rathman, which I'm going to point out from now on. <laughs> Rathman watch is alive and well. Do not worry. I legitimately <laughs> thought that though when when the, <laughs> when the episode started at that moment, I was like, "Why isn't Rathman here? Like, come on, guys, oh. dropping the ball, dropping the ball." I love it. <laughs> Um, so one thing that's mentioned about the painting is that the carvings are new. So there's someone else that's out there carving. I have no memory of this. Obviously, this is going to get revealed in the next few episodes, but I was just wondering if you remembered this plot point. I mean, I don't remember who it was. I don't. If they're, if they're like, how new are they? You know? Like, yeah. Who was that? I don't, I don't remember. I, I mean, we both remember what it leads to. Yeah, like, especially there's a spoiler uh, that we'll talk about in our next episode for in the next episode where uh, Colson reveals this this guy what he's been etching. Yeah, and she she makes the accurate statement that she figured out what it is. That it's a map. Mm-hmm. Like, like I remember why that's happening. They're like instructions. You know, there's a map that leads to uh, Inhuman City, but. I, I'm not really uh, not remembering who else had one. Yeah, but like because every other character I can think of that was like searching for this stuff, like Lash, you know, who come will be introduced to I think this season pretty soon. Yeah, uh, May's ex husband is also the Human Lash, and he's got mm-hmm. like his like a mission he's on, and there's the stuff with with 
Raina and with uh, Sky's mom, but all these characters are inhuman. Other than the only other person is Sky's dad, who's involved in any of this. Yeah, and he's not injected with it. No, and he's not drawing it. So I can't think of who I can't think of a non-inhuman because who would be able to do this? Because another slight spoiler for the next episode. Colson observes the only people who carve these are humans who survive. Yeah. The humans either die or they go crazy and do this. And yeah. We don't know yet, but the reason why anyone would do something, a third option is they transform into being a human. Yeah. Yeah. Like who else was injected with the GH serum because, or what else, you know, alien DNA or whatever. I don't know. I have no memory of, of what happened. So I'm, I'm like, interested to see where this goes um i'm sure that one of our uh ear-eared listeners is quite <laughs> likely to remember if so go ahead yeah. and message us or, t- or uh, tweet at us uh a lot of you guys have helped remember uh, us remember uh, details either from the show that are forthcoming or you know bits from comics that i've missed out on and it's it's helpful because it's like those things i don't know we'll definitely get to them when we get to them but in the meantime it's like wait what yeah. <laughs> hey I'm positive there's going to be drop plot points. It happens in the best things in the world. It happens in like Dickens, yeah. like Great Expectations. If you guys go back and read that, that was serialized as like a TV show or a comic book or, or whatever. It was done in like magazines, basically, like old newspapers from chapter to chapter. And at one point, he was going to make it supernatural. And old Miss Havisham, the old lady in it, it's played by like Annette Benning, I think, in the newer, newer version with Paltrow and Ethan Hawke. Uh, she's like hanging from rafters like she's a ghost or something when the kid is wandering through his old barn like like she's in an old white dress and hanging there it's like unless some desiccated old lady like jumped up and was literally just like free hanging from like rafters <laughs> like it's just something he forgot like he forgot like oh yeah no that was going to be like a weird haunting thing it's like he just he dropped it and moved on and made it about yeah. romancing cla- the class system. He's like, I'll save my next ghost story for something different for Christmas Carol or whatever he did next. <laughs> that goes. But it's like everybody has drop plot points. Every yeah. show, every everything. Maybe this is one of them. I'm curious now. If somebody does remember, I'd like them to tell us. So I know, us, but. I mean, we'll find out like eventually, you know, through the season. Yeah. But um, yeah, I have obviously like I remember all the important stuff and I don't remember this. So I feel like it might be one of those things. Because who else do they don't encounter anyone else who's like ra- rambling mad going through what? Do they? Coulson gets to and Garrett went through. Do, yeah, do, or do they? Who is I don't this? remember. <laughs> is a mystery character? I don't know. Did we just like block somebody out. I we know. Like, well, whoever we find it, our new, a, a new ward, a new I character know. we hate so much. <laughs> or it's you know a new uh, maybe they die. Whoever it is, so they're just like unimportant. I don't know. Um, yeah, it could be that, that Coulson tracks them down and they die in his hands. And yeah, meet them, and so they, yeah. they weren't uh, as memorable. Yeah, but it confirms his theories about um, positive and negative reactions to the GH serum. Um, that we find out next episode. Um, speaking of, you mentioned Raina. Um, I want to talk about her because this is like the beginning of her unraveling, I feel. Um, we have seen her in season one be so confident, so good at what she does, just very like competent and she has a plan. She always has a plan. And it really seems like she's shaken up this episode and Whitehall has outsmarted her. And um, we continue to see 
her unravel through the rest of this season um, until she meets her fate as um, an inhuman. And she just, Ruth Nega is such a good actor and she, this character is so interesting and I'm so glad that she's around as long as she is. Um, I like, she's only in this episode for what, like two minutes, three minutes. And she only has like three words. <laughs> I think that she speaks. She still makes a huge impression because she's awesome. And she's so compelling and it's such a different side of her character that we haven't seen before. And it's really interesting to watch. Um, it's to see her afraid um, because she, we've never seen that from her before. Um, so more to come with Raina. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? This episode was a pretty wrapped up pretty tight and a nice little bow. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like because there's no new comic connections and, I mean, the only there's a lot of long form spoiler stuff to come from it, but nothing that like I think that we need to address directly from this episode or that we haven't already talked about. I, think, I know. I, I feel like that, no, this was a this was a good one, but it did feel like it was very direct and like I don't want to say it didn't have depth, but I feel like it was all kind of I don't know. It sounds it sounds negative and it's not meant that way, but it is it's all kind of obvious if that makes sense. Yeah, like, there's not a whole lot to get into. It's like well, this under this and this is happening. It's just, it was all kind of what we already talked about. Like, yeah. It was good. Uh, but I think, I think we covered it. Yeah. I think, I think we're good. So we'll end there. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm to be found on the internet. They can find me, uh, me on Twitter or Instagram. I snow nothing. Like I know nothing but snow and uh, no G. <laughs> Um, and you can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess on Twitter. Um, you can find the podcast uh, on Twitter at Project Tahiti. And you can send us an email at projecttahitipod at gmail.com. Um, we do love to hear from you guys. So thank you uh, for everyone who has written us or DM'd us to um, help us with our terrible memories <laughs> about some of the things that happen either within the episode or within comic stuff. Just kidding. Jared has a really good memory. I don't. <laughs> um, I still have details, you know, that I miss occasionally. And uh, especially, I think, on the show, some of the stuff like kind of run together a bit. Uh, yeah. And some, some of the comics, like, I uh, only read once or I haven't read. I just have read stuff around them. Yeah, uh, yeah. But... Uh, and I was going to mention that we, in addition to, you know, appreciating DMs and, uh, and responses on Twitter and everything and emails, we also would appreciate anyone who would like to take the time to leave us a review and rate us on iTunes. It's always appreciated. Um, yeah. Positive, uh, more so. <laughs> you make yeah, this far um, in the episode. Supposedly, I, 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 you don't like this. I don't know. It's, it's on you, buddy. I know. <laughs> Supposedly, it helps people find the podcast better. Um, like if you type in a search for like Agents of Shield or whatever, like our podcast would show up. I don't know if that's actually true or not. That's just what I hear everybody say. So, but we would still appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Um, so yeah, thanks guys uh, for listening to Project Tahiti. It's a magical place. Catch you later. Bye.